Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Streaking. Nothing personal. Word of the day, January 3rd, 2022. Welcome back. Hope everyone had a good Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever it is that you do. I missed you. I missed the show. I missed Coca. But I can only say that all of the anxiety I had and the worry I had, what will I lead off the show with? First show back. It's got to be big. What, what, what could it be? What story will present itself? I'm looking at stories throughout the break and I'm reading. I unplug a little bit, but not too much. I have no idea. I'm sitting yesterday watching the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 because I'm in New York and I don't have the ticket or the red zone or whatever it's called. So that's what you watch. And I want to watch the Buccaneers because Tom Brady for me is, is forget the goat, it's just, you look at him, it's like looking at a train wreck. You can't turn away. I can't believe he's 44 years old and doing what he does, and he looks like he's 35. He's this he's perfect quarterback. Watching the game, and I'm sitting there, and I look over at Brett, my friend. Brett, the one with Parkinson's, the one I've run around the world with, best friend since seventh grade. And there's a guy, and this is exactly how it happened. There's a guy in the end zone without a shirt. They show him on camera, and he is looking up at the crowd, and he's putting up his finger like, I'm okay. Not like the thumbs up you give when you're in the stretcher when you're being taken off in the neck brace. It's just sort of, hey, all good. So I said, hey, what player, there's a hurt player, and how cool is that that he came out of the locker room to tell the fans, hey, I'm okay. I thought it was strange because it was freezing out that he didn't have a shirt. But I said, all right, he's getting treatment. He's in the clubhouse, locker room. It's called the football. So I figured that's all good, normal. Comes out, gives the finger up, I'm good. Raises his arms like he would do when you're finishing a race, like you're putting your arms to the sky looking for cheers. And then he goes back into the tunnel. And I just, you know, said, I'll take another hit. And that's the end of it. So... Then all of a sudden, sound up, and the commentators are saying it was the Moose, Daryl Johnston, and Chris Myers were on the call, and they start talking about the fact that that was Antonio Brown. And I said, well, wait a minute. Why is Antonio Brown, he must have gotten hurt. I didn't see the play, but I'd been watching, so what did I miss? Why is he streaking around? And then the pieces started to come together. The phone starts buzzing. Twitter's ablaze. I do a little reading, put on the reading glasses, and it turns out that it became the story of the season to me. This certainly the story of the break. 
Now, is that hyperbole that is the story of the season? I don't think it is because I had never seen it in my entire career in sports. I had never seen a player take off his uniform on the field and then walk off the field streaking naked like Will Ferrell looking for a KFC. I'd never seen it. I've seen players rip off their uniforms in the clubhouse. I've seen players rip off their uniforms, literally rip them off. I've seen them take them off and throw them away. I've seen when players have been sent down, they take off their uniform and they throw it in the hamper or they throw it down on the ground in the manager's office. Seen it all, no problem. But definitely not on the field other than Derek Dietrich, former player, post walk off when they rip off your shirt. Jose Altuve, rip off your shirt. Don't rip it off. Here's the buzzer. How we doing? Are we cheating? No, we're not. We're still good. We haven't won a World Series. We may win another World Series. We want to win another World Series. So you see bodies, right, after clinching or after winning. But in the middle of a game, you generally don't see. And I remember thinking that it's not a fan because I'm counting like abs. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, no, that's definitely not a fan. It's Antonio Brown being asked by his coach to go in the game, saying, I don't want to go in the game, doing a full Scotty Pippen. No, thank you. I'm going to take a hard pass. So they call a play for Tony Kukoc. The game goes on because believe me, no matter whether you're in the Hall of Fame, whether you're a scrub or the GOAT, the game goes on without you. No player, no executive, no owner, no GM, no nobody is above the game. The game goes on. The Buccaneers come back to win because they were playing the Jets. And I kept thinking, all right, what am I doing? I'm president right now of the Buccaneers. I'm in the stands. I see that Antonio Brown is off the bench. I may not have seen him streak off. I go down to the locker room. I call up the owner and I say, here's what happened and that's it. That's the final straw that broke the camel's back. He cannot be, let me repeat, he cannot be in this locker room when this game ends. Win or lose, and at the time they were losing, he is off the team, not suspended, released right now. The owner would then say, well, can we do it? Do we need to call human resources? I'll call the lawyer just to make sure. So I would call the lawyer, our HR lawyer. I'd call our corporate lawyer. I would call someone in the league to alert them what we were doing because I know when you're president of the team, you also keep a little list, as you know, I'm a man of lists, lists. I keep a list and I know that he's like got all these incentives that he's coming close to hitting. He, he's eight receptions away from a third of a million. I think if he catches one more touchdown, he's a third of a million. He only needed about 55 or 60 yards to get another third of a million. So I know that by releasing him, we could open ourselves up to a grievance. Are we only releasing him so he doesn't hit his incentives, which by the way is not beyond my capacity, and it's not beyond the capacity of other people who run teams. So all of this is going on. All of this seems very normal to me. Then I get word, during a football game, I don't want to contact the head coach because he's got the headsets on. They're dealing with trying to win a game. It's a game we want to win. We're trying to improve our seating. We're trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions. So I'm not alerting the manager, the head coach, 
Now, in a baseball game, in the middle of a game, I would get word because it's a different flow, right? Managers spend time. They're spitting. They're readjusting their package. They're doing all sorts of stuff. They're looking at pieces of paper. They're looking in the stands. I'm going to get word through the clubhouse manager that a player has left the field and he's gone. He will not be in the clubhouse. But I'm certainly in the clubhouse telling the clubhouse manager clear out the locker. I want it gone. I want him gone. Then I'm prepared for when the game ends for the coach to come off the field. And I immediately say to the coach before he meets the media, here's what we did. I'm not asking you. I know, Bruce, that you're in charge. I know that you said only a week ago that you want him still on the team because I want to do what's best for the team. Do you remember that, Coco, what we did last week? You may have been in Europe. I can't remember when we did a, a segment on Bruce Arians with Antonio Brown coming back from his latest suspension. This is not exactly, I was going to say Red Riding Hood. Is that the right example? Uh, what's the example of someone who does everything right? Alice in Wonderland? Cinderella? I can't think of the character, the Disney character or a character who's a just a, a unicorn maybe. That's not it. Come on, David. I can't think of it. Okay. This is a guy who's since 18, right, in the last three years. What hasn't he done? For those of you who can't remember, he had been suspended this year for faking his Vax card and got told on by his trainer who he hadn't paid. This is the guy who was charged with felony. This is the guy who's been charged with assault. I mean, this is not exactly someone who, if he weren't good, he would have been out of the NFL three years ago but he's good enough that a team would give him a chance. Then Tom Brady said, let's give him a chance. He comes to the Patriots. He helps him win a Super Bowl. I think he caught a touchdown pass. So Tom Brady was all in. Bring him back. Bring him back from the suspension. Give him another chance, even though Arians had said he's going full Phil Collins, one more chance, and that's it. This was too much. When a player is told that he's not going in a game or a player is told to go in a game, you do what your coach asks. And if you're upset, you deal with it later behind closed doors, not in front of cameras. Remember I told you the golden rules that we would give our players? One, come to work every day, focused and be on time. There's another rule that we would put in. Don't embarrass your teammates or your front office, period. Hard stop. Was it embarrassing when Antonio Brown did? I was thinking about it when knowing that we were going to talk about this and thinking about streaking. I'm not embarrassed if I'm the Buccaneers. I just know that the distraction of Antonio Brown, we have run all out of juice. We are squeezing so hard that we're turning purple. We're doing it to the point that we've lost circulation and we're getting a drip and a drab and we say, that's it. We have a better chance of winning a game without Antonio Brown than we do with Antonio Brown. And that's the calculus that we're doing during a game after he's done streaking. Then... I'm in the locker room watching the final drive, 93 yards by Tom Brady saying, please win the game, win the game, because I have two sets of PR ready to go. If the Buccaneers lose, Arians comes into the 
office. I say, all right, we're going to meet the media. Here's what you're going to say. Antonio Brown is off the team. That has nothing to do why with why we lost this game. We did not in any way execute what we needed to do defensively. We let the Jets do this and do that. We had a chance when they made a mistake on a fourth and two, which, by the way, is the worst fourth and two call I've ever seen in my life. And then on top of that, the coach of the Jets said, oh, that wasn't the play. That was a mistake. That's the offensive coordinator's problem. Anyway, so I'm ready for if we lose. But if we win, then the message is Antonio Brown is not a buck, and I will never discuss it again. Let's focus on the fact that we won the game, and we are a winning team without Antonio Brown. Sure enough, Bruce Arians comes in, and he immediately doesn't wait for a question about Antonio Brown. He tells the media, he tells the public, Antonio Brown is no longer a buck. We're not going to talk about it again. Well, guess what, Antonio Brown? This time you did it. It turns out that in the NFL, assaulting women, domestic abuse, felonious activities, nah, that doesn't matter. If you're good enough, you can get through it. Raping, killing, don't worry about it. Just be good. But streaking off the field, that's it. So now we know the line in the sand for the Buccaneers, the Glazer family, Bruce Arians, the NFL. There will be no grievance on behalf of the Players Association, on behalf of Antonio Brown. NGTH, not going to happen. Antonio Brown will never be heard from again in the NFL with a uniform. It's not even a wait to see, folks. He's done. There is not another owner who will give him a chance because Robert Kraft, Mr. Strip Mall himself, if it's not him, it's nobody else. Thank you for that, that top story. I mean, that's just too good to be true. Antonio Brown went streaking right out of the Meadowlands, MetLife Park, right into the sunset of his non-Hall of Fame, never to be heard from again, sayonara, sucker. He's done. All right, Coke, it's January 3rd, first show of 2022. Let's do some follow-up. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. I love that. I'm wearing because I can't do it, although I did run this morning, Coca, as part of getting back in shape. I'm getting ready for the Boston Marathon. I'm going to try to do that in April. I'm doing another couple things that we're about to talk about. But for the first show of the year, Let me see if I can do it. Ready? I'm not very flexible, but here I go. If you're watching this on YouTube, nothing personal with David Sampson. Get on the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. But here we go. Ready? Ow. Yes. Ow. God, I just, I think I just tore my hammy. Yes, I'm wearing my half-baked socks from my sister, my late sister, who I miss terribly. She got me these socks. One of my favorite movies is Half-Baked. It's best to be seen fully baked. There's a character named Samson, and people want to talk to him. They want to get stuff from him. So get on Twitter at David P. Samson. Ask me a question, and it may make the show. I'll try to respond on Twitter. I try to engage. I love all the engagement. Coco, we get so much engagement on Twitter now. I take some time every day, every other day, sporadically in the middle of the night to answer 
different people to think about what questions could go into mailbag episodes, what questions could make the show. And one thing that you have all come to count on in these last 510 episodes is that I'm accountable. Did, didn't always work that way with me. I really did, actually. I'm not the guy who stood in the back and said, oh, I didn't do that. I'm the one who would stand up and say, yeah, I did that when I got in trouble in elementary school or high school or whatever. I would take the blame only if I did it. And the accountability goes through wait to seize where when I say something's going to happen and if it happens, I tell you. If it doesn't happen, I tell you. But we always revisit it because when we started Nothing Personal, we did not want you to think we were just another show with a bunch of people who say stuff every day. They never remember what they say. They don't care what they said. But worst of all, they think you're stupid. Those people don't respect you because they assume that you're not going to remember and you don't really care. What I've found is you love the follow-up. And I want to give it to you. About a year ago, I gave you New Year's resolutions for 2021. And if you didn't think I was going to follow up and give you a list for 2022, you were sorely mistaken. My New Year's resolutions were one last year. I was going to run at least three marathons. And I did. I ran three. The Hamptons Marathon, the Boston Marathon, and the New York Marathon. Check. I said I would find at least three new charities to support and I did, and I admitted to Coke as I sat down for the pregame show that I did not write them down because I keep them on a list of a document, but I didn't want to get up because I'm connected. He's in my ear, but I do know that I donated to three charities that I'd never donated to before. It's easy because you see all these great causes, so I chose three and did it. Three, I will shave fewer than 52 times. Would you believe I kept track of the number of times I shaved? Guess what? 51. I shaved once a week, but did not shave on that trip to Iceland. Skipped it. 51 shaves. Check. Number four. Go to my first baseball game since getting canned by Jeter. I did not. I could not get myself to a Major League Baseball game. I thought that I was ready. I wasn't ready. I admit it. I'm not ready to go back. This is hard to admit, Coca, but I have to. When you're the president of a team and when you go to a Major League Baseball game, you have an ID. You can walk wherever you want. You sit in the best seats for free. You're in the clubhouse. You're just, you feel important. And I'm scared that when I go to a Major League Baseball game again as a fan, that that feeling of normalcy, instead of feeling free, will make me feel inadequate and sad. I admit it. What a horrible thing. Is that a horrible thing to admit, Coca? I'm sorry, but that's true. So I did not go to a game. Number five. Will I single-handedly keep good and plenty and candy corn in business? I think I did. I ate good and plenty and candy corn all year long, Lionel Richie. Number six, juice cleansed 12 times. Nope. I juice cleansed exactly, I kept track, zero times in 2021. Number seven, hug a perfect stranger with no warning and no arrest warrant that comes after it. 
During one of the marathons, I did go up to a perfect stranger on the side of the road and gave that stranger a hug. I remember it very clearly. It was in Boston around mile 17, and I approached and gave a hug and then kept going. I looked back, no sirens, no nothing. Done. Eight. During my son's college move-in, I will assemble something. I did. My son moved into college in August, and I assembled his coat rack. It said assembly time, 15 to 20 minutes. It took me 90 minutes, but I did it. I'm not a handyman. Number nine, bake a cake. I did. I baked a Manischewitz Passover cake. It comes in a tin. All you have to do is add egg. You add water. You have to beat it at a certain time. You put it in. You make the frosting. Add water. I kept track of putting it in the oven, when to take it out, and it was delish. Number 10, keep nothing personal going. Well, here we are in 2022, and we're still going. So there you go. I hit 8 of 10, Coca. It's not terrible. Not terrible. All right. Here we go, 2022. Here are my 10 New Year's resolutions. Number one, my daughter's getting married in two weeks from yesterday, Coca. On January 16th, my oldest daughter, I will become a father-in-law. And I know fathers of the bride are supposed to to act a certain way. I, I have not been like Steve Martin, although I did do a few things like Steve Martin, Father Biden. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. I think I want to do a video when I try on my tux because I have to do that over the next day or two. And I have not worn a tux since my son's bar mitzvah, who's now in college. So now I have to see if it fits and I'm going to go up into the attic and try it on. I'm afraid it may be sort of like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. Fat man in a little coat. We'll see. But at her wedding... I'm going to dance like no one is watching. Now, Father of the Bride, everybody's watching. They're watching the bride and the groom. But of course, they're going to be watching to see, oh, is Samson going to do this? Is he going to do that? And I assure you, I'm going to dance at my daughter's wedding because I've had enough funerals in the past year. When you have nachis, when you get pleasure, when there is something good to celebrate, if you are going to be despondent and upset and sad with all the negativity and all the things that go wrong and all the tragedy, then you sure as hell better take advantage of the moments in life that are just wonderful passages of time, the circle of life. So I promise you that I'm going to dance like a crazy man. Number two, for my job, I'm on the phone and I'm on all sorts of websites all the time and I'm reading articles all the time. I'm looking for content all the time. I have not read a book, an actual book. I'm, I'm going to admit this because I tell you, I let you into my life. I haven't read a book in years. I mean years. I'm not sure that I have actually read a book cover to cover since I got into baseball. That is how far off the track I am. I was the guy who did the Monarch Notes and the Cliff Notes, Spark Notes in high school when I had to read the Odyssey or other books like that. There were certain books that I loved reading, certain authors I loved, certain parts of books and passages of books that I would read when sent. I am going to read, and I'm going to be realistic because I want to hit my resolutions. I don't want to be the guy who says, oh, I'm going to go to the gym 365 days. I'm going to work out and lose 30 pounds, and I'm going to get an ab. I want to be realistic. 
I'm going to read five books this year, cover to cover, five books. Coke is making fun of me because he reads 40 a year or 50 a year. He's far more intellectual. He has far more patience. I've got to test my reading glasses, maybe get up to 1.75 from 1.5, but I'm going to read five books. Number three, I found that I like doing something that I didn't used to like to do. I'm going to take 12 walks this year. I'm not a walk guy. I like going running. I think walking's too slow. It sort of bothers me. I'm going to take one walk a month, 12 walks. Number four, during last year, I started thinking to myself, I don't need to meet more people, right? It's hard to keep up with the friends you have, but I've got a resolution for this year. I'm going to make a new friend. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to make a new friend. Number five, I get so many DMs and texts and emails of people who want to work with me and Coca on Nothing Personal, people who want to do projects, and we have not hired, we have not said yes to anybody. My New Year's resolution is this year, I'm going to give a stranger, someone I don't know, not someone with a connection, not a son of a friend, a daughter of a friend, I'm going to give a complete stranger a chance to work with me and Coca on a project. Number six, I'm going to go to my first baseball game since 2017. That's a resolution. Number seven, I'm going to write. I used to love writing. I'm going to write an article. Last year, I wrote an article or two years ago, I wrote an article about COVID and about what it could look like when sports comes back during the break in March of 2020. So I guess that was two years ago now. I'm going to write an article to be published at some point this year somewhere about something, maybe sports, maybe entertainment, maybe baseball, maybe politics. I'm going to write an article to be published. Next, I'm going to run at least two marathons. Last year I did three. I'm going to say at least two. I've got one on the books to do Boston in April, but I'm going to find another. I will run at least two marathons. But I want to do another thing as the ninth resolution. That is something that I that will be a very difficult challenge to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to join the calendar club this year. The calendar club is when on the first day of the month you run a mile. On the second day of the month, you run two miles. Third day, three miles. You do not take a day off. On the 12th day, you run 12 miles. On the 20th day, you run 20 miles. On the 30th day, you run 30 miles. You can walk, run. You can do it over the course of a day. You don't have to run 28 in a row on the 28th. You can wake up and do 10, record the show, go out, do another 10, then come back, take a nap, have a meal, then go out and do eight, and you've done 28 on the 28th. The calendar club is when you do one mile according to what is the day of the month. I don't know what month yet, but I'm thinking May, but May has 31 days, but it's sort of a good month. I do have to check my calendar to see which will be the best month. But Coca, I'm going to join the calendar club. And the last resolution, number 10 in 2022, we're going to keep NPDS going. Yes, we are because of Coca, because of you. And I'm here. I'm ready. When we come back, it's the first review of the year. If you have been listening to this show for a year, you know what I'm going to review. 
And then I'm going to give an homage to John Madden, one of my absolute favorite people in sports who passed away last week. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. We're back. Yes. I missed it. I missed you. My voice is good and strong. I rested my voice. I drank tea, among other things. You ever put vodka in tea? I do that in hot chocolate from time to time. Like if I'm out and I'm cold, it's pretty good. But I rested the voice. I squeezed lemon in my hair. See, the hair is a little darker now. I'm just kidding. I don't color my hair. I saw people putting lemon in their hair. Does that actually work? I never understood that. I know my daughters, one of my daughters liked to do that. I never was able to ever discern whether it worked. But in any case, we watch a movie every single day. That's one of the things we do. We review a movie every day. I shouldn't say we. I watch a movie every day. Or a TV series. Or an episode of a series. I love doing that. We review one every day on this show. Last year... I reviewed something called Death to Tooth, Death to or Death of, Coca. It's on Netflix. I think it's Death of 2020, which was a comedic look to the year of 2020, and it was shown at the beginning of 2021. And they did it again, and I watched it last night. It's called Death to 2021. It's got Hugh Grant. It's got that the, the woman actor from... Uh, Palm Springs, whose name escapes me. Stockard Channing is in it. There's a bunch of comedians, and it is narrated by Lawrence Fishburne, and it's a look back on the year of 2021. It's only an hour. It's hard to believe what went on in 2021. We'll talk later this week about what happened on January 6th, but that was just January 6th. There was so much stuff. I guess it's every year. Do you ever do that? Do you ever read the list of people who died in a particular year? And there's people, oh my God, I totally forgot that. Obviously, if it's a relative, and you know that 2021, I lost my father and my sister, but you, not but, that's the wrong conjunction to use. And there's a list of people, oh, I, I totally forgot about that. Well, when you watch this show, there are huge events that took place, and you say to yourself, my God, I totally forgot that happened. And it's funny. It's done in a way to make you laugh. And there's nothing wrong with laughing. Death to 2021. But I want to spend a minute reviewing a series that I binged on New Year's Eve day from start to finish. December 31st, I went start to finish with Squid Game. I had known Squid Game was a big thing. I had known everyone was watching it. I had no plans to watch it. 
I did not know what it was about. I knew that people were dressing up in these weird, I thought it was sci-fi. I knew it was in Korean, but I didn't know the plot. I didn't know a thing. For all of you who have watched Squid Game and complained about the violence, seriously, have you watched a Tarantino movie? For all of you who complain about reading subtitles, G-M-A-B. Give me a break. Don't watch these series dubbed in English because that's not the actor. Watch it in the language in which it was recorded. Read the subtitles. Eventually, you don't realize what the subtitles are. Squid Game is about the human condition. Squid Game is about people making decisions about saving themselves or saving others. Now, death is the result, but every day we do that, don't we? Every day, don't you make a decision about something that's either self-serving or is it good for someone else or good for the community or is it good for other people but not you? What would you do to make money? What would you do to get out of debt? We ask ourselves these questions every day. We always do these, we hypothesize, right? We say, oh, if someone did something to my family, I'd kill them. I don't care, I'd spend the rest of my life in jail. If I were on a desert island, I would eat the person I'm with, right? Everyone sort of guesses what they would do. And I always say to them, you have no idea what you would do in a situation until you're there. You can visualize all you want the way I love to visualize the day and visualize a show and visualize an event, visualize an achievement. But to visualize the strength to lift a car You hear about that, right? The car is on your child's leg. You will be able to lift a car. My only experience with that was when I came across a car accident in Florida, getting onto the turnpike from 595, and there was a person stuck in a car who was dying. I couldn't open the car door. And then there were another person stopped. We couldn't open either. And all I kept thinking is, where's all that adrenaline stuff that I hear about that gives people the strength of Samson? I still think about that day because that guy passed away. So I I question anyone who says, oh, I know what I do. So Squid Game is about what you do do when confronted with these decisions. Squid Game is about how people can actually form a relationship with a competitor. Squid Game is about what people do when they're getting old, what people do when they're getting poor, what people do when they're too rich what people do in a system that's a class system. There are so many messages contained within Squid Game that if you're focused on the blood, you've missed the whole point. I couldn't be more disappointed with people who don't understand what Squid Game is about. If you haven't seen it, go now. Squid Game. I was very sad when John Madden died. It's so weird. There's some people when they die that I feel sad as though I were related to them or I knew them. Now, I've got comparators, as you know, from what happened in this last year with me, but it's a different sad. It's a different missing and a different longing because John Madden was not in my family. I wasn't related to John Madden. I didn't know John Madden. I knew John Madden the way we think we know athletes or movie stars. I knew him as a coach, 
of the Oakland Raiders, Super Bowl winning coach. I knew him as a broadcaster, my all-time favorite analyst, all-time. When John Madden did a game, which was every week, I wanted to watch and did watch that game. Did a lot of Giants games growing up. Did the game of the week. He combined with Pat Summerall to be in my ears on a weekly basis, 16 times plus playoffs. I always wanted CBS to have the Super Bowl and then Fox, or was it Fox and then CBS, whatever order it was where he was a broadcaster, because I wanted him to be on the call. There was something about the comfort of him. Thanksgiving, I would watch John Madden every time, no matter, it's the Lions, the Cowboys, it was usually the Cowboys, didn't matter, with his turkey legs and his all Madden team. He had a way of connecting, and he is the one who I started thinking about a fear of flying. He had a fear of flying. He wouldn't fly anywhere. He would take his Madden cruiser to every game. He would bust across the country, and I love to travel. I never understood how someone couldn't fly, and I always appreciated that he had the resources to not have to Uber or go with Scott Speedman across the country with Gwyneth Paltrow in a station wagon. That's the movie Duets, by the way, for those not paying attention. Great movie. Directed by Gwyneth's dad, Bruce Paltrow, with Paul Giamatti and Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So Madden went across the country in his Madden cruiser. He was this big, huge man with a big, huge personality who was loving. I don't know what he was like as a father, a grandfather, a husband, a son, an uncle, a nephew. I don't know anything about that, so I can't comment. All I can say is that what he did in my ear, the way he made me feel, made me as though I knew him. And I got into a bit of a debate on Twitter after he died where I said that for all of you who think John Madden is the video game guy, you have it wrong. John Madden is the Super Bowl winning coach. John Madden is the greatest analyst in the history of sports, any sport, any sport. And I, that's not hyperbole. He's the number one analyst. And people were upset. How could you say that? John Madden, it's Madden 09, Madden 21, the video game that I never played because I don't play video games other than Centipede and Galaga and Pac-Man. Millipede, Pong. I play a bunch of video games, but not fantasy games. I don't play the... I used to play Mattel Electronics. I love that game. The original Mattel Electronics where all you could do is run and then your thumbs would hurt. I love those games. The original Mattel Electronics. But I never played all Madden or Madden, whatever that was. And my point was that people shouldn't be defined solely by what they've done most recently. People shouldn't be defined. Their legacies are not made of one event, one thing. Do you remember so many times on Nothing Personal, I will say, that's an obit moment? Antonio Brown had an obit moment yesterday when he passes away, which I hope is in 100 years. I don't wish death on anyone. In his obituary, it will say, how his NFL career ended when he streaked off the field without a shirt and walked off the bench. There are things that happen in your life that you know will be between the commas when it's all said and done. And it doesn't have to be literal. Some people don't have written obituaries. But I'm talking about when people think about you after you've passed, what they say, what they think about, 
I didn't want John Madden to be thought of by people who were under 30 years old as the, is, he, is, it, is that the guy, the video guy, the video game guy? I wanted that to be one of the things, but not the thing. And I think if I had just put just in that tweet, Coca, it would have changed the entire equation. If I had just said, hello, that's funny. If I had said, he's not just the video guy. What I said is he's not the video guy. You can see it on Twitter. I don't ever delete tweets, ever. Never say never, but never. John Madden made a difference in people from ages 10 to 80. Think about that for a minute as you go through your day. What you can do to make a difference in people's lives across generations. Anyone can do it. You don't need to be famous. You don't need a platform. You don't need a podcast. If you have someone older in your life and someone younger, whether it's a grandfather, grandchild, make a difference. John Madden, I miss you, man. Nothing personal pick of the day. All right, here's how we're doing it. We gave you a bunch of picks on the last show, which was on December 24th. I can't remember what they were. All I know is for the year in 2021, we were 171 and 158. Not the worst, not the best. That's what we were. I say we, Coca, that was me. 171 and 158. We are starting at... Zero and zero, and do we have a game tonight? It's the Steelers-Browns. What a, what a weekend in the, in the NFL it was, I'll tell you that. We've got Steelers-Browns. The Steelers are favored by two points over the Browns. Why am I watching this game? It's the only game on in the NFL, and we're getting close to playoff time. Love the NFL playoffs. Love the NFL playoffs. And I'm sort of self-quarantining for my daughter's wedding because I really do not want to get Omicron, even though I'm vaxxed and boosted, but people are getting it, and I just don't want to get it. The Steelers are favored by two in Big Ben's final game. Big Ben Roethlisberger. This is it. He's done. It's not, do you remember at the end of last season when he agreed to restructure his contract and the Steelers agreed to restructure his contract and everyone thought how great it was that he did that so they could surround him with better players and be a better team? And I told you, why are they doing that? but it's so hard to let a superstar go. Well, you're going to see two examples, maybe three in this offseason, where it's not going to be hard to let a superstar go. This could be it for Russell Wilson in Seattle. Yeah, this could be it for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, even though I think he's going to win the MVP, and that's a wait to see. Could even win his second Super Bowl, but I think this is it for him. Big Ben's done in Pittsburgh. Done. He should have been done last year. They let him stay on in the Steelers' season. They're done. They're nothing. No playoffs. Mike Tomlin, great coach, but couldn't get it done. I'm interested to watch his last game, and I think that he ends his last game with a victory, and I don't think it'll matter, but I think that in his mind and in his teammates' minds, they want to do it for Big Ben. I wouldn't want to do anything for Big Ben, but that's just me. Steelers, minus two in Big Ben's final home game. I'd like to start off 2022 with a win. Wait to see. Did you watch the end of the Giant game? I love watching these coaches. I do. Joe Judge, the special teams coordinator for the Patriots, became the head coach for the Giants. The Giants who have been 
the love of my football life. Lost one of their coaches. Dan Reeves died, I think, on New Year's Day. He coached the Giants for several years. Dan Reeves, the Tom Landry of coaches. He'd always wear a suit and tie. The anti-Bill Parcells when Dan Reeves was coaching. I miss those days. Giants with Super Bowl 25. I just I love the Giants. I do. So Joe Judge is their head coach, and the Giants have been bad for so long. They're not rebuilding. They're not tanking. They're just bad. They had Saquon Barkley, so now they're going to be good. They drafted Daniel Jones. He's going to take over for Eli Manning. Eli Manning had a great run, won a couple Super Bowls. So the Giants have been a hugely successful franchise. But the last several years since Eli Manning, even in the last, is this true, Coca? Did Eli Manning sputter out of his career? I have a feeling that he did, but that is totally anecdotal. I have absolutely no idea whether it's true. That said, Daniel Jones, who's out for the year with a neck injury, has not exactly been great. Joe Judge took over. He is 10-22. and 22. They're 4-12 and 12 this year. Do the math quickly. That means they were 6-10 and 10 in his first year. They went 4-12 and 12 this year, but unfortunately there's a 17-game season. So the Giants could lose 13 games, which used to mean 3-13. and 13. Coca, I just realized something. Stop. Stop the show. Listen. There's no more 500 in football. Oh, my God. There is no more 8-8 eight and eight in football. It's a 17-game season. You can't finish 500. You're either below 500 or above 500. That is awesome. That's very cool. For any head coach who starts now in his first year, like Urban Oscar Meyer, can't finish. Oh, no, he got fired. Any other first-year coach. You cannot be an under five. You cannot be a 500 coach. That's pretty cool. So, Joe Judge, the Giants lose again yesterday because that's what they do. They're four and twelve. He takes the podium. He went on a rant that was really something. He wants you to believe that everything's good. He actually said that there's a lot of good things happening in this locker room. These players are in a better position now than they've been. They don't want to accept and don't accept losing. I see great progress. This guy puts the D in delusional, and for you to be delusional in sports, you got to get online. We live on delusion. That is our unleaded fuel, 95 ranked. We love delusion because we think that you're going to fall for it. We think that fans are going to listen to us when we say the craziest, stupidest things. They're going to say, oh, yeah, we agree. We're right there. We're on the cusp of winning. Hang in there, buy season tickets. Keep buying PSLs. Be our corporate sponsor because we are this close. We can smell the summit from here. We've got the fifth and the eighth pick of next year's draft. We're in a perfect position to get over the top. The Giants are not even at base camp. The owner of the Giants put it out there that Joe Judge and Daniel Jones were secure next year. Didn't say a word about Dave Gettleman, the GM. I said Dave Gettleman's done. It's hard to fire GMs in football, hard to fire head coaches because they're the most important coach in sports. Joe Judge is finished. You want to wait to see to start the new year? 
go watch Joe Judge's rant and realize that he is not the person to lead your team, and you better get it right when you've got two of the top 10 picks. Joe Judge will not be the coach of the New York Giants in 2022. Now, of course, he's the coach in January. I'm talking about the 2022, I guess, 22-23 season. He's done. Wait to see. They're going to walk right into his office and say, hey, Joe, we, we heard you. We think you're close, and, and we, we really agree with what you're doing. We really had much higher hopes for you. But it's just business. Bye-bye. It's nothing personal. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.